Hello there. You're tuned in to The Real You Podcast. I'm Josh Karam, and with us, as always, is Ted Karam. And today's topic, we're going to be talking about more to you than meets the eye. So, Ted, what is the more to us? What's uh, hiding underneath the surface? So, in life, we know ourselves to be a body with a name and a history. We have a personality. We have... Uh, a sum total of our life experience. Uh, and if we are sitting face to face with one another, you could tell me all about your, the joys in your life and the successes as well as the pain and the failures. And we all have that story. And that's who we know ourselves to be as an individual. That's who we know ourselves to be in life. And that is what we're here on planet Earth living and experiencing. So we're here to be informed. We're here to experience all of the phenomenal aspects of this world. And at the same time, however, we often forget, or it's easy to forget, that there's a deeper dimension to our being, that we're more than just who we appear to be on the surface. And when we can tap into that deeper dimension of our lives, when we can tap into that non-physical, that energetic aspect of our being, we can find greater fulfillment, find greater peace, find greater strength and resolve, find greater courage to take the actions that we wish to in life, as well as become a vessel, a vehicle, an opening for greater wisdom and compassion and love and genius and radiance and brilliance to shine through us. So that's what this is all about. You are more than you know yourself to be and we're going to explore today what it what it is. What are we talking about? And why is it important? Like, who cares? Why do we want to connect with the deeper part of ourselves? So if we look at this from different perspectives, we can look at and ask this question, who am I? It's a very fundamental question. Who am I? Who are you? We can look at it through the lens of science. And if we look at it from a scientific perspective, Science tells us that everything is energy. That's the quantum model of, of reality. So everything is energy. So we're energy and we're a, an energetic pattern in a much larger energetic field, an infinite field, the universal field it's called in science. What science tells us is we are like a wave upon an ocean. So if we're looking, remember that analogy of the wave in the ocean? Mm. So there's the great ocean of one, an ocean vast without a shore. That's the universal being. That's the one divine presence. That's infinite being. And there's a part of that ocean that has a, a very temporal experience, and that's the surface of the ocean, the wave. So if we're, if we're only at the surface level of consciousness, if we're only looking at life at a high surface level, analytical mind, rational thinking mind, we only see the surface of things. And when we do that, we, we see you as a wave, me as a wave, that person as a wave, that rock, that tree, that flower, that plant. Everything that's a thing is a wave expressing for a brief moment in time, given the eternal nature of being. For a brief moment, the wave rises and the wave falls. And we're all there dancing around, knocking into each other. It appears to be chaos. There really doesn't appear to be a lot of order, a lot of influence that any individual wave has in this world. So we seem to be at the effect of life. And 
when we're looking at life, living just at that level, that just surface level of consciousness, it's a very frightening place to live because we live at the effect of a world we have little to no control over. We have little to no influence. And what we can learn to do is turn within, become still, sink into the depths of our being. Imagine you as a little wave on the surface and you sink down <laughs> into the depths of your being. Now what's the first thing that starts happening? There's more stillness. There's more peace. There's more calm. There's more. And one of the other things you begin to notice as you sink down into the depths of your being is you notice the other waves and how you are intimately connected with all that is. So you begin to realize unity, you begin to realize a deeper sense of peace and stillness, and you begin to realize that every wave is filled with the same life-giving energy, the same H2O, even though the forms may appear very different. The energy that's flowing through and sustaining and giving life to those forms, giving existence to all the forms, is the same energy, is the same one essence, that, that water, that H2O that fills all the waves. You'll also notice that the waves aren't still, right? They're constantly moving. When you look at a wave, it's, it's constantly moving. It's, it's going up and down and up and down, and, and it's being replenished all the time. In other words, it's being renewed every moment of its existence. And the same is happening with us as individual expressions of the one the one life force, the one energy. We are being renewed. We are being recreated every moment of every day. As the wave rolls along, it's new water that, that actually sustains it, that fills it, it, that goes up and down and up and down. So that's what's happening. So science tells us that we're connected to something much bigger than who we know ourselves to be. And especially today, when we're feeling so uncertain about the future, with so many changes and challenges in our world, we're feeling so uncertain. There's so much unknown in our lives that engenders a lot of anxiety, worry, fear. And that anxiety and worry and fear can turn into frustration and anger and uh, despondency and depression. And so what we want to do is we want to remember this deeper part of ourselves, this connectedness to a larger whole. Because what it can do is it can begin to re-empower us. When we're plugged into that whole, when our awareness expands from just that individual narrowband focus and we go more broadband, we go broader in our awareness, higher in our consciousness, we begin to realize that as the ancient wisdom goes, as above, so below, as within, so without. The, the changes we're seeing taking place in the larger ocean of life, in the larger world that we live in, they're reflective of something changing inside, something changing in our own consciousness and humanity itself. So... We do need to look outward, and we have one foot in the outer world, and we have one foot in the inner world. And so we're, we're attempting to take the actions we need to take outwardly, which are very important. But what's important also is to remember this is a call to interaction, to plug into, to tune into that larger whole within you where there's a greater wisdom, where there's a higher intelligence, where there are answers and solutions that are unprecedented, that have never been in the psyche of the human consciousness before that are available to us so we can become the instruments, we can become the vessels that bring forth these answers, these solutions. And they'll come through our hearts and minds in our hands. So we become inspired by and moved by this larger whole of being. And so the changes that are unfolding and evolving in the world, we become 
like an instrument playing in a, in a larger symphony, we become attuned with that. We are now a harmonious, cooperative element helping to bring about a new order, a new higher expression of love, of unity, of radiance, of brilliance, of connectedness, of community. We, we become a solution. We become an answer. So science tells us that. Science says we have a much larger dimension to our being. And, and again, it's all about learning more about how we, as an individual, who we are, right? We're answering that question, who am I? And we all realize this on some levels. We're much more than meets the eye, much more than we see on the surface. Everyone is. And when we tap into and tune into that broader aspect of ourselves, there's this sense of peace right away. There's a, there's a sense of calm. And there's also a greater understanding and a greater intelligence, a greater wisdom, a, gr- a deeper compassion that comes. We're not so reactive. We don't just react to life. If we try and answer this question, well, who am I? Who are you really? From a different perspective. And instead of science, we turn to religion or spiritual tradition. There's an answer there as well. When we talk about it from a spiritual perspective, we we talk about a soul or a spirit that we have, right? Uh, We talk about pure beingness. And, well, what is that? That's that energetic, broader component to us as well, that deeper dimension of our being. Where is your soul? Where is your spirit? And we know that when we touch our soul, when we touch into the real, true spiritual nature of our being— we become inspired, we become, we become renewed, we become whole again, and we are lit up from within with this divine light, with this higher consciousness, with this higher presence, and we feel our purpose, and we're given in that connection what's brought to us, a deeper strength, an inner resolve, a sense of courage to do the things, to speak our truth, to take the actions that we know are so important to take right now in our world to bring about greater harmony and greater healing and greater love throughout all humanity. We may have certain thoughts, but without that inner resolve, without that deeper connection, without that, that energy that creates universes behind us, flowing through us, we may not step forward. We may not do the things right within our families, right within our communities, that then, of course, change our whole world. So when we look at this from, the, from a spiritual perspective, we're told that we're much more than meets the eye. Now, when we turn to try and answer this question from a, a psychological or, or a philosophical perspective where we, we talk about the subconscious mind and the superconscious mind and what are those in terms of the conscious, rational thinking mind that we normally live in all day long, we, if, we, if we look at it from a philosophical perspective, we're talking about a higher self, a higher being. No matter how we look at attempting to answer this question, every way we look at it is suggesting that we're more than meets the eye. What all these dimensions of life are showing us is that there's a deeper, non-physical, energetic nature to our being, and it's available to us. And now more than ever, it's so important to remember that. It's available to you. And so you have to ask the question, so what? Who cares? When you plug into it, when you tune into it, when you come into harmony with the real you, with this deeper dimension of yourself, with your true authentic nature, 
you become inspired, you become uplifted, you find a sense of peace in the chaos. It's kind of like the real you or the deeper you is your eye in the midst of the storm, where there's turbulence and turmoil going around all around you, chaos, and yet you can find your center. You can come home to this moment and really be of value to your family, to your friends, to your community, and to our world by being at the center of life and acting from that whole in harmony with the whole as opposed to just reacting to life, the stimulus of life. And that's what tends to happen, you know, right? So we all have our buttons, right? So we get, and they get pushed every day and we know what they are. I mean, a lot of us do. Some of them are, are transparent. Some of them are still subconscious, but we know that when we're around a certain person or a certain situation or whatever, they can make us feel awkward. They can make us feel uncomfortable. They can get us upset. They can make us feel hurt. But something we have to remember is that those are subconscious reactions taking place within us. And we just blame the outer world. We blame that, those people, that situation, this circumstance for causing us to be worried, for causing us to be fearful, for causing us to be feeling depressed or whatever, or getting upset, angry. And what tuning into the deeper dimension of us allows or creates for us is an opportunity to realize how we are reacting to life and gives us a new potential to respond instead of react. So we hear stuff, we have conversations, we see things, and often we react with a negative emotion. Sometimes we react with a positive, but often we react with a negative emotion, and that seems to be predominant right now in our world. And we feel afraid, we feel helpless, we feel stuck, we feel trapped. And again, this call to interaction here to discover the deeper dimension of your being is not a call to sit on the sidelines and not do anything in life. No, no, no. You want to be fully active. You want to be fully engaged. You're here. We're all here in this world to play. We're not here to sit on the sideline. We're here to be on the field playing. And so you want to be active. You want to be taking all the outer actions that you can to improve your life situation. But what we need to also remember is our ability to be effective in doing that has a lot to do with how we tune into the larger whole has a lot to do with the wisdom and intelligence that we bring to the table through in and as us, has a lot to do with the energy that will flow through us that brings a solution from wholeness. So we're not bringing an answer or a solution that says, well, I'm right and you're wrong. Wholeness flows through you, so you bring an answer that's right for everyone. You bring solutions, you bring insights and ideas, and you are empowered to take the outer action to make changes in our lives, in our world to do so. A lot of times, remember the manifestation cycle? We've talked about that. Our thoughts drive our feelings, and it's our thoughts and feelings that cause us to take the action that we take. The way you think and feel about something is what motivates your actions, and it's your actions that give you your life experience, and it's our life experience that in turn reinforces our thoughts. So that's a cycle that's happening behind the scenes. Now, our thoughts and feelings are energy, and the action we take in the world is physical as well as the life experience that we have together in this world, so that there's energy going, turning into matter and form and form flowing back into energy. So 
what we want to realize is that at the very beginning of that whole causation train is our thoughts, what we're thinking. And where do our thoughts come from? They usually come from our deep-seated beliefs. It comes from our subconscious programming. Or it comes directly from the universal supply of all intelligence and wisdom, the divine, the one true divine spirit. So we, we tend to think that our thoughts are our own, that we are the originators of thoughts when what may be more true is that we tune into certain thoughts. We tune and we're receivers of them. And we're, we're tuning into that larger whole of our being and we're tuning into them so we can express here in the mirror form a reality that reflects that higher truth, that higher love, that higher wisdom, that higher unity, that higher radiance and brilliance and genius that's within us. We're talking about I, the ocean and all of this and this deeper dimension. How do we or I begin to sink into that calm. I feel as though it's sometimes hard to get this feeling of letting go when every wave continues to crash on you and you feel you just got to keep floating to the surface. But how do, how do we sink? How do we let ourselves fall into it? What do we do to tune into this dimension? It's a good question. I think we all are looking for more of that right now. And, you know, we can turn to the ancient wisdom of be still and know. Very simple. It's been around for a long time. And cultivating stillness in our lives, taking time out. It's difficult because there's so much information that we do need to be aware of. There's so much that we have to stay up to speed with and coordinate our activities around. But at the same time, we cannot allow ourselves to become overwhelmed, to become inundated by just all of the negative information. We have to take some sacred timeouts throughout our day where we step outside, feel the sunshine on our face, go for a walk, listen to a piece of music. If we're dynamically engaged and we, we, we don't have the time in the moment, we can still bring a sense of inner peace and sink into the depths and stay connected with that whole so we can be instruments of higher wisdom and higher intelligence so that this higher truth, this divine presence can actually work through our hearts and our minds and our hands and we can be bringing forth unprecedented energy and solution and be renewed, just renewed. You know how we have our cell phones and our computers and the batteries die at the end of the day? We have to what? Recharge them. We have to plug back in. Well, we human beings are the same way. We have to, we have to plug back in and get recharged to get replenished, to be renewed in our heart and our soul and our mind and our physiology. So taking time to nurture yourself, to unplug all of it will be there later. You'll come back later today or tomorrow. You'll plug back in and you'll learn what you need to learn. But take time out for yourself to commune with the divine, to be here now, to just just step outside the routine and do something enjoyable. It could just be, like we said, just going for a walk, being out in nature. Nature helps bring us back into the harmony of the whole. We, we do yoga meditation, right? You can exercise, get on your bike, go for a jog, aerobic exercises. What it does, is it changes our energy so it breaks that pattern, that state. And so it's a renewal. It's a resetting. Doing a meditation, we always recommend just becoming still, just sitting for five minutes and listening to the silence. Or if you're too busy and you're active, we're having this conversation right now, and this could be a conversation happening in a boardroom, at a university, it could be on a telephone, it could be anywhere. We can tune into the silence right here, right now. Even though our voices are coming and going, even though you're listening to 
the sounds in your environment, wherever you may be, there's also a presence, a stillness, within which all of the sounds are coming and going. There's a sound to silence. Sometimes you may hear it as a kind of a background hiss. or You know how when you pick up a seashell and you put it to your ear, that sound that you hear, like distant ocean surf or like a whitewash of a waterfall, there's a presence. And when even amidst the dynamic activity you find yourself in every day, all day long, you can tune into that silence while you're working, while you're attending to others, while you're doing what you do in life to help and to serve in any way you're called and what you're doing in your daily job, you can still listen to the silence, tune into it, and it brings you into the depths of your being. It brings you into that connectedness with the whole. So now you are plugged in. It's like plugging your wall ward adapter into the wall and you bring a sense of energy into what you're giving, into what you're doing, into how you're serving. That is of a higher and a more empowered vibration. You want to practice carrying stillness throughout your day. And we all have our buttons pushed and we all get exhausted and we all get overwhelmed and we need to plug in again and we need to take a time out. Give yourself the time out because if you don't give to yourself, you can't give to others. You can only give to others what you have in your own beingness. And in that stillness is compassion. And in that compassion and in that unity of stillness, that unity of being is love, is understanding, is truth. And so you become an instrument of divine peace. You become an instrument of the divine light so that it's not just your hands and your individual talents and abilities, which are wonderful, but they're inspired by a deeper truth, a greater radiance, a greater brilliance. So your true inner brilliance shines forth. That's good. I like that. I think I'm also thinking on this line as well. We we all, I think, have these good weeks or these good days that happen to us. Something really great happens and that sets you up for an entire week of just feeling good. And that I feel as though that is connecting to that deeper truth. But when you get your buttons pushed or when that curveball out of left field comes and just ruins your psyche, what does that mean? Is it? I feel as though I speak for myself. I think I speak for others here. We sometimes get in the state where we're just like, oh, the world's against me and that's all it is. Like there's nothing else there. How do you... How do you get out of that, and why is it that happens? Is that you, or what What does that mean? Is it just the world sometimes that happens, and it's up to you to react the way that you do? Mm, yeah, no, very good. It's both. Remember, we're here with one foot in the world of the form and physical matter and one foot in the world of energy, and we're riding a bicycle, so there's a balance, and there's a unique balance to be found for all of us. So, you know, again, we're here to play in life. So be taking the outer action, you know, doing the things that you can do and you need to do to improve your life. So if there's a very negative situation or abusive situation, real abuse, physical abusive situation that's happening, you need to take outer action. You need to bring a resolution to that. Yet at the same time, what's so important is to realize that life is like a mirror and that the energy we're broadcasting is coming back to us. So at the same time, we do the things we need to do to bring more harmony and more love and more compassion and more community. So the old systems are falling away. The old consciousness is falling away. The, the light is beginning to emerge. But So things are getting worse at the same time as they're getting better. So 
we there's this dance going on and this balance to be found and each of us find that balance uniquely so we want to be taking that outer action but at the same time what allows us to be inspired to do so what allows us to be effective in doing so is to remember the deeper truth and that is all is one there's only one universal life there's only one power there's only one light all religions all philosophies tell us about this that we are part of that ocean of one. So when we can sink into the depths of our being, we become non-reactive. We become peaceful. We're not threatened anymore. Why? Because we're unifying with all that is. We're unifying with everyone and everything. Fear and worry and anxiety, they come up, and then the, the outward expression of that, when we're in fear, we, we polarize. We either we go into the fight or flight reactivity mode of survival, right? So we either flee in some way, we freeze, or we fight, we become aggressive, we become, become angry. So when we can neutralize that within ourselves, when we can overcome the reactive conditioning, the thousands of years of human reactive conditioning that is within our genetic makeup, when we can overcome that within ourselves, we become free. And we are free to be who we truly are, but we're free to now give and to uplift and to be a real answer, a real solution. So it's interesting. It's a great question because this conversation is all about who we know ourselves to be, which is a, a personality, a name, a history, an identity, a form. And who we know ourselves to be is a bundle of reactive conditioning in the subconscious mind. It's all these programs that kick up and rerun. So there's who we know ourselves to be, but then we're, we're reminding ourselves today Wait, there's more. There's, there's not just who you think you are. There's what you truly are, which is a deeper dimension of your being, which is energetic, which is non-physical, which is part of the whole. We often wonder, why do we keep recreating the same problems over and over again, right? We talked about the water being renewed and renewed and renewed within us. Well, the energy that is being renewed every day is being renewed according to our vibration. And what happens is as the reactivity comes up, like... A stimuli happens. You see something, you hear something, right, and you react. If we can pause, breathe, enter the present moment, clear our minds for just three seconds, five seconds, just just not react right away to that email, to that what that person said, to um, what you see, because they're triggers, and those triggers will cause us to react. I mean, literally like puppets on a string. So we don't become like Pinocchio and just react to life, to pause for a moment, breathe, Give a little space. That is presence. That is awareness. That awareness allows us to no longer just be reactive, just strengthen and feed the patterns of, of our past because that's all we're doing. When a program kicks up, we either live into it and we go unconscious and we're no longer present anymore and we feed it, we give it energy, or we don't react to it. We overcome ourselves. We overcome who we thought we were. And we rise up to a higher being. So when we can be non-reactive, and how do we do that? You know, we practice presence. We practice living in the moment. We, we, we meditate, practice being here now. And that's what meditation is all about. It helps us be non-reactive, even just with the thoughts going through our, our own minds, just sitting still. Our thought, the thoughts kick up. They start to run. They create emotions within us. And we can become very reactive. Uh, just we can be frustrated, we can become angry, we can become depressed, just sitting still. So what meditation allows us to do is it allows us, it shines a light in a dark place. It allows us to 
begin to realize what's going on within us. And so who we are is that bundle of reactive conditioning, the subconscious programs that kick up. What we are is the stillness, is the space, is the energy within which, is the context within which that content arises. And when we tune into that, we become less reactive and we can, instead of reacting to life when we're afraid or when we're threatened or when we're under stress and overwhelmed, and normally we bring the worst of ourselves forward, we can respond to life deliberately, intentionally, and bring the best of who we are as opposed to the worst. So who we know ourselves to be, you've heard this before, you are the problem. If you can only get out of your own way, right? If I can get out, if I can only get out of my own way, I kind of know what I want to do. What the th- if I could only bring myself to take the actions I wish to take in life, I know I'd be living a more harmonious and better life and creating a better environment for my family, my friends, and my world. So if we can only get that subconscious conditioning out of the way, that's what it means to die unto yourself, to be reborn in the light of truth, to be reborn in spirit. What's dying is that conditioning, the conditioning of the automatic reactivity based in separation, lack, and limitation. That's what's going. But it's who you think you are. So it's very threatening at times because you think you're losing yourself. But you're really opening to a deeper dimension of self. And that's what this whole you are more than you know yourself to be or we are so much more than meets the eye. It's all about opening to the deeper dimension of your being, which is eternal, which is life itself. You know, birth and death don't happen to life. They happen in the continuum of life. And so we really don't just want that to be an idea. We want to have a direct experience of that. We want to know that viscerally within our being, not intellectually as a hope. When we, when we sink into the depths of the ocean, we know that through direct experience. And there's a peace and a resolve that comes to us that's unshakable. And so that's what we want to cultivate as you're called to take the outer action to change the world because the world is in flux right now. There's major changes happening. Remember, we want to tune into the whole so that we can feel. We won't, we won't necessarily know what's going to happen, but we can begin to feel the way, because we're, we're tuned into it, we can sense where things are going and we're, we become a cooperative element to allow that expression to unfold through us. To do that, we want to cultivate stillness. We want to cultivate the practice of presence, of being very present in, in what we're doing. You know, Enter that state of grace where we do everything with, with great care, with great love, with great presence. And so even just our daily jobs, you know, our normal routines, washing the dishes, taking out the trash, doing our daily job becomes joyful again. There's a sense of, because there's a sense of peace, we're seeing the world through the eyes of the child again within us. So remember it was, it said in order to enter the kingdom of good, the kingdom of divine presence, which is here and now, you must become like a child. What does that mean? That if we look at this whole thing from a psychological perspective, what is a child? A child is in a different brainwave state than an adult. We, we're more in an imaginative state. We're more in a playful state. We're in a theta brainwave state, theta or alpha. And adults, we adults get into just rational, analytical thinking mind, we are always in a higher beta brainwave pattern. What we want to do is take those times to, to become still, to enjoy life, to let go, what does that do naturally to our brainwaves? Allow us to relax. Like when you're on vacation, you're at the beach for a few days or you're at the lake or you're just sitting in your backyard. And after, it takes a few days to calm down, to let all the patterns kind of wind down, all the programs that are running. And then you're just present. And when you're present, it's like, ah, 
There's a sense of peace. What happens? You've entered the state of a child, the brainwave state of your previous childhood nature. And what does it do? You've now, you know how it says, seek first the kingdom and all good will be added unto you? That means seek first and enter the present moment here and now. You're in that theta brainwave state because a doorway opens there, a portal opens to the deeper dimension of being, to that energetic you, to what you are beyond who you know yourself to be. And you're, and now your awareness expands and you're now tuned into, plugged into, you're lit up by that energy that then flows. That Now that there's a peace, number one, there's a peace and a relaxation that's there, a peace that is beyond all understanding. And number two, a doorway opens through which your inner light may emerge. The real you, the energy will flow because you've released all resistance. And now the natural flow of your energy fills your being. Amazing. That's all really great so, stuff. Be still and know then. Be still and know. We'll get, we have a whole program for that. We'll be talking more about that in a separate podcast. But, you know, getting back to what we were talking about earlier. So practicing presence, caring stillness, being non-reactive is all about overcoming yourself. What does it do? It sets you free. Free from what? The reactive conditioning that's running your life. Those programs that kick up and just run unconsciously. Because once you, once you no longer react to them, you no longer feed them, you bring the light of your awareness to them and it dissolves those shadows. The shadows cannot stand in the light of your presence. So you bring, you raise your awareness, and now you're free from that reactive conditioning. Now, remember, as we sow, so shall we reap is a universal law. We're always broadcasting the energy of our being, and life is like a mirror. It bounces off, and it comes back to us. As we free ourselves from this negative response to life, that's happening within us. The stimuli of life triggers us and we just kick up and we start running a program. It could last for an hour. It could last for a day. It could last for three weeks. It could last for years, unfortunately. And so we go to sleep and we just, we're no longer present and we feel so helpless. Sometimes, you know, we just will become threatened. We'll say something or we'll do something and we'll go, oh my God, later on we'll realize, I don't know why I said that. I don't know why I did that. I didn't mean to say that. It's because you go, we go totally asleep and we're not even there anymore. It's a program running us. And so we feel very disempowered. So the greater awareness we can bring to that, the practice of the aha method, right? That journaling technique where you just pay attention to anything that triggers you negatively. So you just, you notice when you're around this person or you're around that topic or this, uh, this situation presents itself to you, it triggers something in you negatively. You pay attention to that and you just jot it down on a piece of paper because <laughs> we humans have attention deficit disorder as a species. We can't really remember anything after a few days. So you jot it down on a piece of paper. So basically, you write down the trigger. What is the trigger? Well, my in-law said this, or I saw this on the news, or I was Googling uh, a web page and this came up, or someone said this to me, or, or just someone looked at me strange on the street or in the supermarket or whatever. There was a trigger, and you write it down. What is it that caused the negative emotion in you? Then you turn right within yourself. You begin to let the whole world dissolve and just stay with the feeling. Now, what's the predominant feeling within you? I'm angry or I'm hurt or I'm upset or I'm in fear. I'm anxious or I, or I feel depressed or I feel betrayed or I feel alone or whatever the feeling is. What is the visceral feeling inside you? Not the person that triggered you, not the situation that triggered you, not the circumstances. You take it within. What, what is that feeling? And then you pay attention to what's the predominant thought 
The third thing is, what's the, you write it down. You write down the trigger, you write down the feeling, and then you write down the thought. What am I thinking? What's the predominant thought here? Oh, how dare they? Or why did they do that? Why did they say that to me? Or whatever the thought is. And then what you do is you realize that you have the power over changing the way you feel. There may be nothing you can do to change the outer circumstances. And if you can, you do. Change the outer circumstances. Take the action, the outward action to change your, your environment, your world. That's what you're here to do. But sometimes you can't. Sometimes you feel that there's nothing I can do outwardly. But you always have the power to take the inner action to change you. And when you change you, you overcome that reactive conditioning, and now you become a light. You become a light in the darkness. You become a channel through which that higher energy may flow because you've overcome the reactive conditioning. So you look at the thought. Well, let's say the thought is, I'm not good enough, or I'm not worthy enough, or I haven't gotten beyond that because it's a pattern that keeps re recurring in your life. You reach for a higher thought that's more in line with the truth, and you bring in the thoughts of, I am love itself. I am joy itself. I don't need that from someone else, or I don't need to get that, or I am abundance, or my source is the divine within me, or you know, you come back to the fundamental truths like all is one, all is here, all is now. Why? Because all is good. All is God, all is divine presence, all is universal being, all is infinite mind. You get beyond that reactivity. You enter the present moment in the presence here and now, you open yourself to be receptive to the higher truth, to a higher thought. You remember, you read it in a book somewhere, you heard it on a podcast somewhere, you heard it on a video, in a video somewhere. And then that higher thought, which says, okay, yeah, maybe they said that, maybe they did that, but I'm not going to choose to feed this negativity in me anymore and thus recreate more of it and thus project it and as I sow so shall I reap and I'll just see more of it reflected back in the mirror of life to me I'm done with that it's bad enough this happened once it's bad enough it happened in the past I'm going to rise above it I'm going to rise above it within myself and I'm going to be the light I am going to be the truth I am going to sink into the ocean of one and I'm going to make myself open to divine wisdom and love and harmony and unity and I'm going to be the presence and as you change that, you'll feel the energy change. As you change your thinking, you will, you will feel differently. That's going to cause you to take different action in the world, action uh, infused with harmony and love and a higher wisdom and a higher intelligence. You become the answer now. You are the solution now. And now you, you are it. You are what you wanted because you overcame yourself. You overcame that reactivity, and now you are, the, the real you is flowing through, the divine you, the spiritual you, the true heart and soul of your being is coming forth. And that changes everything. Now that begins to change the energy you vibrate, and watch, watch for signs. Watch for signs when you don't take any outer action at all. Watch for signs of things changing all on their own, because you've changed because you've changed your vibration, because you've changed the way you're holding it and the, the energy you're projecting. As we sow, so shall we reap. It's universal. You can't escape it. Whatever we're broadcasting comes back to us. As we think and feel, so do we experience in life. Sir Isaac Newton said it this way in his Law of Motion. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. What does that mean? Well, if quantum physics tells us that everything is energy, action implies what? The movement of something. The movement of what? The movement of energy. So for every action, for every energy, for every vibration we send out, for everything we broadcast, there's an equal, like vibration, and opposite returning back to us movement of energy.
as Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change you wish to see in the world. What does that mean? Become the vibration you wish to see reflected back to you in the mirror of life. And again, we're all in different places. So we, we have to find the balance that's unique for us between outer action and interaction. But this is a call to interaction. This is a call to open up to and remember and to tune into that greater part of you, the real you that can really transform your life because we live in an energetic world. Our senses translate energy into form. That's that principle of cymatics, right? Our senses translate the energy, the universal energy of the universal field into different forms. And we do it through the principle of cymatics. Cymatics is that study of the relationship between frequency and form, right? If you take a, a thin piece of metal and you put a little sand or powder on it and you put a loudspeaker underneath it and you play sounds like, like a, A440, a pure tone, a pattern will form in the, in the sand as the plate vibrates, as that thin metal plate vibrates. And if you put more powder or, or sand on it, you play 8440 again, same pattern. If you double it to 880 hertz, you get a different pattern. If you put multiple frequencies in, you get a more complex pattern. But what it says is, what cymatics tells us is that form and function are a result of frequency and vibration. So our senses, we, are, we as human beings are cymatic transducers. We translate vibration into form experience. So our eyes see in a very small bandwidth. If we go from d d direct current DC to light, the whole realm of vibrations, we see in a very, very tiny slice. We hear in another very, very tiny slice. We feel, we, we taste, we touch in a very, very small resonant realm of vibrations. If we have Truffy here, if we have the dog here, right? If we have a dog, they hear sounds we don't hear. Are those sounds real? Well, to them they are. So we're only translating a small picture of reality, one little slice in that sacred torus of, of energy flow, right? We'll talk more about that later. But basically, we are translating energy of the universal field into form reality. And that's the, that's the world that we call the phenomenal world that we experience. But there's so much more to it. There's so much more that's, that's influencing it. And we don't realize that our own thoughts and feelings have a profound effect on the energy that we are translating into form. As you change your vibration, as you read those spiritual texts, or as you remember those deeper truths, or as you bring yourself into harmony and alignment with those higher ideals, the best in you, remember that's what allows you to give your highest gift to the world, highest gifts to your family, to your community, and to our world, to make the difference that only you can make. Well, thank you, Ted, for your insight uh, into becoming the real you. And if you all want to learn more about the real you, be still and know and Ted Karam, you can check out our website, therealyou.net. That's T-H-E-R-E-A-L-U dot N-E-T. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We also release YouTube content. The Real You podcast comes out every Monday, so we hope to see you guys again. Thank you so much for tuning in, and not only tuning into our podcast, but also to tune into The Real You. Thank you. This program is copyrighted in 2020 by Christmas Point. Thanks for listening.